Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. And welcome into another episode of the Vigilant Sports Pacers podcast. I'm Scott Agnes. I have a special episode for you here today, and that's with Jamel McMillan, son of Pacers head coach Nate McMillan. Jamel says he does remember watching his dad play. He obviously grew up in a basketball environment on the West Coast, born and raised in Seattle, but he says he does remember watching his dad play. Then he went on to play four years at Arizona State University from 2007 through 2011. He averaged seven points, almost four assists, and three rebounds during his senior season while he was captain for Arizona State. Then he spent a year at Drake as the director of basketball operations. And then a gig in the NBA opened up on Monty Williams' staff in New Orleans. And there's a family connection there. Monty was an assistant in Portland under Nate for five seasons. There was fit. Jamel was comfortable with that situation, so he moved on and was a coaching intern in New Orleans for a season. Did so well, he was promoted to the development coach, an emerging position nowadays in the NBA, as staffs have to have at least one, two, three guys. The Pacers at this point just have one, and that was pushed, urged by Kevin Pritchard and Nate McMillan after Nate was promoted to head coach. After being promoted to development coach for a couple seasons, he was promoted yet again, this time to assistant coach to the bench. And now, through a coaching change, Jamel stayed on the staff with Alvin Gentry, where he remains today. Last season, during the Pelicans' only stop through Indianapolis, I talked with Jamel about his career, learning from his dad before they squared off at Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Jamel, what's it like for you? I know you guys have already played one game this season, but to look down for the first time of your professional coaching career, see your dad as the head coach at the other side. It's different. It's definitely different. Um, the last few years, he's been the assistant coach, and uh, to see him back in the head position um, as the leader in charge, um, you know, we made it. You know, I, I didn't get to play um, at this level. I took a different direction and, you know, tried to get into the coaching route and, and learn from him and try to implement a lot of the things that he's taught me. So it's an amazing feeling. Um, I was telling somebody the other day, like, national anthem, looking across, yeah. and he's standing there. It, it's really, really a surreal feeling. As a kid in high school, maybe in college, what were you thinking would be next? Because I think if he was right, he said it wasn't necessarily coaching. It kind of just worked out, and the opportunities presented themselves. Yeah, for sure. I was uh, I was on my way into the business world, uh, in the tech world, actually, with Microsoft and that sort of thing, and um, you know, just decided to help out with him and the Olympic team, and you know, things work out in weird ways, and just went for it. I uh, got a phone call a few weeks later after the London Olympics. Um, decided to take this position and haven't looked back ever since. So um, I'm having a great time. I wouldn't trade my experience for the world. You know, I, I tell everybody as well, I haven't had a single bad day 
in five years that I've been doing this. Um, it, it's really improving over the years, um, developing as a coach, uh, you know, in different areas, both on the court as well as in the scouting and the video room. Uh, it's been cool. So interested in Microsoft and technology. Tell me about that and where that passion is. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. You know, I I'm kind of the same yeah. way. That's why I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, I, I did school. I did a lot of, do a lot of writing. Uh, writing's always been one of many talents for me as well, and doing the blog type stuff. Um, but I'm always on the computer messing around. You know, I take coding courses in my spare time, trying to get away from the game. And in getting away from the game, just trying to decompress. You know, this thing never stops. Uh, it's, it's a tough deal going through the grind of the season so you know it's kind of a release for me and uh just straight out of school i did the the college route for a year got out of that and was presented with an opportunity to go that route i was seriously pursuing thinking about pursuing that um but you know i'm here i'm here and i'm, I'm having a great time i wouldn't look back change it for the world and i also use that stuff like i said as uh, a way to get away for a little bit no, earlier he, your dad was joking, but he said, yeah, he didn't learn from me not to get in this round. My college coach said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different grind, a different passion, uh, and sees things different ways, even though we're all a part of the same basketball family. Um, you know, we have our ups and downs during the season. Uh, in the long days, the long nights, you know, the travel is brutal. Um, but it's exciting for me. It's, it's something that... You know, I, this game has provided so much for me and my family. Just growing up and the life I was being able to live, the opportunities, education-wise, uh, socially, uh, as well as professionally. Now, uh, this game has given me a lot, and I understand that. I respect that, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what it has in store for me uh, moving on into the next few years. But uh, you know, he, he served his time, and I, I can see why he said that. Do you remember your dad playing at all? Can you physically remember watching him play? 100%. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, play a lot like You hear guys talk about they want to play in long enough to, what, four or five, to where their kids can cognitively remember seeing them play. I definitely do. I definitely do. I always refer to the 96 finals. We were actually in Chicago the other day. I looked up at the banner, and I cringed. You know, um, tough deal for him. I remember his back was, was shot. Um, he tried to play in that series. Gave him two games and, you know, ended up going out 4-2. But... Um, you know, tremendous career. Uh, I guess I have a lot of myself in him, as what I'm told from a lot of the, the older coaches and stuff as I play with these guys every day and practice with these guys. So the playing style. Oh, or are you talking coaching sure. style, too? Well, well, demeanor, I guess, yeah. as well. Um, yeah. You know, but for sure the playing, the aggressive defensive mindset. I'm a defensive guy. So, um, you know, I, I definitely have some traits. We have our differences about the little millennials and all that kind of stuff and the new, sure. the way the game is going and stuff like that. But that's good. It's healthy, and it's been a lot of fun to be able to interact on this level at a professional level. What was family life then like for you growing up? Because, you know, sure, he played, and then he coached. So he was doing this difficult travel schedule with him probably in and out of the city, doing doing work while while you were growing up. Absolutely. You know, but it was normal for me. You know, I didn't That's all you knew? I didn't know any different. I didn't know any different, but when he was home... He was dad. You know, he made sure that any spare time he was he was at the, you know, my sister's recitals. He was at my games when he could. Um, you know, just doing all the interactive things and and just being a part, making sure that he, you know, he was there. And for me, I I, I didn't know it until now. Now I understand it. I see my coworkers with the young kids. 
and I understand, you know, what that impact is on them and the stress that my mom probably went through dealing with myself and my sister. Um, but I appreciate it. I appreciate her. And I appreciate what this family is. We've grown together, we bonded together, and I, I don't think we could be any closer. So it's been cool. How much then are you talking basketball with, with Nate throughout the year? Or is that kind of your outlet for everything else? You're just talking family. Or what's going on in your life away from the court? Um, it, was, it was a lot more when he was assistant. Now that he's ahead, um, I try to stay away. I know he's answering enough questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got a lot to think about. He's got a lot to prepare for. He's trying to adjust. His team's trying to adjust to him. You know, it's a transition season for those guys. Um, and to me, I, I think they're doing a great job from the outside looking in. Um, and his staff has done a great job supporting him. You have, know? You, have you seen any changes from when he was assistant coach to being the head coach, whether it's the style or, or what he emphasizes or maybe areas of growth that he had over the last decade or so? Anything that you maybe were able to recognize? Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, the militant mindset, he's a little more laid back. Even when he talks about it, he's a little more laid back and understands that positive reinforcement is a little bit better. Um, you know, you can't find guys for all this stuff and, you know, the no headband, no cell phone on bus type stuff, the little things. It's really the behind-the-scenes things that, you know, I guess my generation, my era, this new wave of guys, you know, were into um, and playing faster. You know, these guys are putting up 120-something points the last five games. I, I, I don't know. That's that's. <laughs> That's weird, you know, so um, he's, he's trying. He's, he's doing a great job. He's, he's doing his research. He's doing his homework. He's doing the film work. He's grinding, and, uh, you know, he, he wants this to be a special, special uh, run for him with the Indiana Pacers. He understands it's a blue-collar city. It's a blue-collar team. They, you know, appreciate and respect the game of basketball, and, you know, they're what he's about, so it's been pretty cool. When you found out he, he was going to take over in those first couple weeks, did you consider at all or have any discussions with him about coming here and joining his his staff? I know I talked with him about it at the time. He was like, you know what, I want him to do his own thing, grow up and learn in a different environment, away from my shadow a little bit. Yeah, when he took over, it was uh, it was all congratulations. Um, it wasn't anything about I, I, where I am and, you know, I've been taken care of over here. Um, and they've done a great job taking care of me and supporting me with where I am and moving me up and doing, giving me the opportunities to, to develop and grow as a coach. Um, you know, I work with a lot of great people. This roster and the guys that I've had over the last few years have been tremendous. A lot of us the same age. A lot of us seen each other since high school, AAU and all that kind of stuff. So it's been cool to be with them. And uh, these guys here asked me to stay, you know, the, the players. And that meant a lot. That, that really meant a lot. You know, they're worried, nervous, calling me, texting what's going on and I was like listen I didn't even consider it. you know it wasn't a conversation it wasn't a topic of conversation I didn't ask you know I, I, I'm here I signed here and I, I commit to what I'm going to do and you know until that's over then I'll pursue something else but uh, while I'm here I'm all the way in now before being promoted to assistant coach you were a player development guy and before this year the Pacers had not had a true player development guy speak to the why teams need that position need more than one maybe where it can really help the players and how it, it helps them throughout the year um it's huge i mean these guys want to be in the gym all the time morning um, and nighttime and all that kind of stuff but it's going to an individual game you know with the research and the back-to-backs and the sleep and all that kind of stuff you can't really practice organized practice for teams is very rare nowadays so 
how many guys I can go out and shadow and give guys a look that's kind of token defense, sometimes playing one-on-one, getting to them where they can work on their skills, work on developing different things or just creating different habits. Um, you know, I, I, it's probably slowly becoming one of the biggest, most important, I think, positions in the league. Um, as far as the staff goes, besides the medical guys, I got to keep these guys on the floor. Because that's the role that are with the guys almost constantly. If they want to get shots up at eight PM, you got you and your former role were certainly always in there. I'm guessing. Still am. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still there. You know, I'm that guy. I'm single. I'm no kids. No, no, no rock. You know, I'm here for them, and so that's a good thing. Um, but I'm enjoying it. I love it, and it has been good. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Mel. Thank you very much.